0: Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with Arizona State Sun Devils gymnast, Hannah Scharf. Hannah, I appreciate the time this evening.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So to start, you know, it is the off season, but your 2023 home opener is is soon it's coming up uh it's going to be coming up in early january and what have you been doing for the past several weeks or several months to prepare you for the upcoming season
1: yeah so we started preseason. we started at eight hours middle of august and then our um full full practices in september so we've just really been trekking along the last couple weeks um putting routines together, starting to put um, all our stuff on hard landings as well. Um, We do have a maroon and gold coming up in the next, I think it's December 19th. So, um, you know, we're just getting ready for season, um, taking it one day at a time and trying to hit our milestones that we've kind of set at the beginning of preseason. So, yeah.
0: What is the milestone for you that you are trying to set?
1: yeah, so we just um we talked about hitting just different goals um, that we want to reach throughout preseason. We had um like our skills testings. We've had two of those. We've had a strength testing. and then we just had an inner squad. I want to say it was two weeks ago, and then then no- another one coming up. So they're good milestones to see kind of where we're at right now um, and what we need to work on. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fun.
0: So, for those that are maybe unaware, walk me through what an inner squad looks like and how you and the team prepare for that,
1: yeah. So, um, we do an inner squad in the gym, and that we put up um six routines on each event, and then we count five scores. So it's like it's an act it's like an actual meet. So we get there like two hours before we start. Um, we warm up everything and then we go back um, and we have a four minute touch before we actually show um, our routines. Um, So that's that one. And then the maroon and gold, we put up as many routines as we have ready. So it's not necessarily like a set number of routines. It's more so just kind of who's ready to see again, where we're at. Um, But we do do it Kind of like a like an actual meet. So we have a maroon team and a gold team. But yeah, so we've just been working on our routines the last couple of weeks, um putting the the parts together and then kind of finally putting everything together. So it's kind of how it's how it works.
0: Now, you were introduced to gymnastics at four years old. You know mm-hmm. how long was the sport, you know, a hobby for you? And when did you start really taking gymnastics? Seriously? and know that it would be something that you want to uh, pursue.
1: Yeah. So I've, I've always been a very, very intense kind of in everything I do. So I started when I was four. Well, even before that, I started in ballet and I was like, I want to do more. I wanted to be the best. And obviously when you're four, you're not, it's supposed to be fun. So my mom put me in gymnastics um, and I loved it. I, I remember when I was little, it was always like, I want to go to the Olympics. I want to do this. So for a hobby, I would say probably around, honestly, maybe like eight. It was a hobby up until then. And then I started to get really serious about it and um, I loved it. And yeah, now it's here I am.
0: Do a lot of girls that are at that young of an age that maybe do ballet or that level of exercise are just really, you know, it's a fun exercise. It's it's something that just gets a lot of these young kids going. Is that kind of a jumping point for a lot of girls to take that next step and, and be uh, a gymnast?
1: Um, I feel like everybody's kind of background is different. I mean, I've one of my teammates um that graduated last year, she started she started competing when she was eight, like even just like so, and then I started when I was four. So it's I think it's really different for everybody. I think my situation might be a little bit unique. I just haven't heard kind of other girls' stories sounding like that. Um it is pretty common, like oh, I had so much energy when I was young and I was just flipping all around the couch. That's pretty common, um, a common theme. I had that too. I was the same way. But yeah, in terms of the intensity piece, I I don't know if that's as common.
0: <laughs> Did you break anything in the house when you were flipping on the couch?
1: Not that I recall. I do recall hitting my head a couple times, but I bounced back out of that pretty quick, I guess. <laughs> but no, for the most part, I don't think anything was broken or got to a point where it was broken.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I read that a typical gymnast burns around a thousand calories during a practice. Is this true? And I mean, do you stick to any in-season plans or or maybe off-season to? You know, track calories or you know, maintain your your body.
1: Um, I've actually always been really curious about that. Um, I've always wondered like how much we do burn. Um, it is kind of difficult to be able to track that. Um, just because we're doing like so much flipping and um any like like equipment, I guess, to track that um could be distracting maybe. Um, but I have always been um, curious about that. In terms of a diet plan, um I really just eat what makes me feel good. Um, I try not to to get too picky about that stuff because it can be a slippery slope. But, yeah, I just eat what makes me feel good. I like to have a balance. Like I love ice cream. Um, I love pizza, so I make sure to incorporate that in there, too. Um, but yeah, just what's what's gonna get me through practice and you know, keep me at my best.
0: You know, you, you touched a little bit about a little bit earlier, you know, when we first started, but I want to get a little bit more into it about, you know, a pr- the, what what is a practice, a work, a workout that you're going to be doing in this season? You know, I would assume it's several hours, like how many different types of drills, how many different types of routines are you putting your body through before you compete? So
1: this year, um, I can just even tell you my schedule. So every day I have class in the morning. We have Wednesdays and Sundays off. We've tampered off a little bit um, in terms of our workload, just because we're focusing more on our gymnastics and more so maintaining our strength rather than trying to get stronger. So. We just stopped doing sprints before practice on Monday. So we were doing 30 minutes of sprint work. And then we'd go to practice from 1.30 to 5. We have conditioning in there as well. So practice like 1.30 to 4.15 and then 4.15 to 5 we condition. Um, Tuesdays we have practice 1 to 4 and then lift 4 to 5. Thursdays we have Practice, conditioning, and um we do like an aerodyne cardio circuit. and then Fridays we just have practice, and then Saturdays we do practice uh team meeting, and we also have a lift in there too. Yeah, that's kind of what a typical week looks like in preseason for me.
0: <laughs> what type of weightlifting do you actually do? Um, I am curious.
1: Yeah, so we kind of have different, I don't wanna say techniques, but we have like a power, we're in more of like a power designated, like section now. So we do like a lot of, we do a lot of like full body stuff because we use like all of our body, Um, a lot of upper body and lower body. We don't lift like overly heavy. It's not like, oh, we're trying to see like how like big we can get you girls but it's a lot of maintenance as well more so for injury prevention um cuz that's so important we are putting our bodies through so much stuff so we have to have you know the muscles to actually back up that but yeah and we work on mobility as well so we incorporate um some mobility exercises between um sets that we do so
0: importance of being a gymnast is being is being flexible, being really able to contort your body in different positions and being able to really maintain some stamina as well. I guess since you've been at Arizona State and also even when you were starting out at a young age, like how are we able to develop that flexibility, that ability to have that endurance and stamina? Because it is a sport that, you know, when you're looking from it afar, it can be easy to just say, man, you know, how how can Hannah Scharf just put her body in these different directions. Like how long did it take you to really master that?
1: The short answer is the last um, like 18 years, 17 years. Um, it's really just a lot of practice. I'm considered one of flexibility. Isn't one of my strengths, I would say um, compared to the other girls. I'm like, not even close. A lot of it does is is kind of more of a natural. Um, it comes more naturally for some girls. In terms of cardio, um, I actually really don't like cardio. <laughs> I think it's horrible, um, but it is something that's like just so important, especially to get through our floor routine, um, get through it safely, and you know perform well. So, like I said, we do um, we do have a a workout designated to getting that cardio. Um, but we incorporate it into our practices as well. We have, you know, floor cardio that we do after um, we finish our assignments. Um, so it's really a lot of maintaining that. Um, the nice thing about cardio is that it's pretty low impact on the body or it can be, which is nice. Um, so it's it's quite easy to maintain. It kind of sucks to get it in a good place, but once it's in a good place, then it's it's pretty easy to maintain.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now we we chatted about this before we started recording, but you are from Canada, um, Bari, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. Bari, Ontario. Uh, Barry. <laughs> Barry, Ontario. Okay. You went to, you know, Innisdale secondary school, you know, talk to me about the, the sports culture there. And was that an area that, a lot of gymnasts started to maybe pursue pursue their career and was that an area where okay you had many many gymnasts that you could you could practice with and really build um your Mm skill set so
1: no um so I started at my one club gym that was in Barry um and when I was I want to say I was 14 I just felt like I needed, I needed a change for my training. Um, so I decided to take myself to a different club, which was, it was like 50 to an hour away. Um, so I I did change schools to Innistail. And the main reason was they had a sports program um, that allowed athletes to be able to leave school and still get a credit for it. Um, So I think it was like called like a high performance class or something. And I took it with like a whole bunch of hockey players. Um, Hockey is huge from where I'm from. So hockey and figure skating, um, we had a rink literally like in the same um, like plaza as my high school. So a lot of figure skaters went there and then, you know, you had the hockey players. But at the start, I was really the only gymnast there and then my senior year um another girl or two girls from my old club gym they kind of followed me and did the same thing so then they were in that, that class um so at first no it was it was really just me um and then they kind of followed me over and made the trek down to the new gym with me every day which was nice kept mm-hmm. me company during that hour drive.
0: <laughs> Was there any a a moment where because you said that it wasn't that popular of a of a sport for you early on, like, did that deter you? Did that make you kind of question, oh, man, like, you know, I don't really want to be involved in this sport. I want to be in a sport where there's a lot of people doing it. It's like more popular.
1: Mm-hmm. For me, no. I actually thought it was – what's the word? I don't want to say better, but, like, I thought it was more impressive that I was doing a sport that not a lot of people did. I just knew that it was, you know, really challenging, and I thought – I saw it more of as an honor to be good at my sport that um, isn't as common. So, no, I never – thought that I wanted to do something else because of that it kind of made me actually want to do it more so
0: (laughs) right absolutely now you had the opportunity to compete at the 2018 Canadian Gymnastics Championships and the 2019 Canada Winter Games how were those experiences like and how much do you think you grew from those events
1: Canada Winter Games was probably my favorite meet that i had done during my club career um i describe it as like a mini olympics it was just it was a very cool experience they had an athlete village you were you know situated with a whole bunch of different athletes from different sports all across canada so it was just a really really great experience um and honestly, it was fun. I didn't find it, you know. I, I back in the day, I used to find meets pretty pretty stressful. I loved competing, but it was pretty stressful, and I didn't find any stress during that. I just thought it was really fun.
0: How did you be a member of the Canadian gymnastics championship? Like, how were you eligible? Like, was there a process that you had to go through, or did these organizations like scout you and and reach out to you, and be like, hey? Come on, be part of uh, the gymnastics championship.
1: So at the time, I believe it feels like it was so long ago. I'm trying to remember all of it. But at the time, I believe I was high performance then. So I was kind of in the pool of girls that the goal was to make national team and then be able to compete internationally for Canada. So those were the girls I was competing against. And there were qualifiers. So we had an elite Canada. Um, We had some another meet, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so it was more so like a a qualifying factor, not necessarily like, like an invite, I would say. I did get invited to a national training camp. My... I think it was my second last year of high school, which that was that was an invite. Um, They had noticed me um, probably during uh, championships or just throughout the year. So they had invited me to that. And that was that was you had to be selected for.
0: Right. But take me back to when you first visited the Arizona State Campus in Tempe. Mm-hmm. How much of the area did you know beforehand?
1: I didn't know the area at all. I had only been to Buffalo and Disney World when I was in fifth grade. That was as much experience of the US that that was it. That's all I had. Um, So I didn't know the area at all. I was going during, I think it was during the fall. Well, I had gone on two visits. The first one was an unofficial visit My mom and I kind of made a trip out of it. We drove from like Vegas to Arizona and then to, so it was just kind of like a passing through. And then the second time was my official visit. But I just, I mean, the weather is unbeatable. It's like perfect weather all year round, even in the summer. So the weather was great. Um, I loved the team dynamic. The coaches were fantastic coaching staff. I wanted to work with them. Um, They're very technical, which I come from a very technical gym. So that was something that I knew that I wanted in my coaching staff. And even the support staff, everybody here was just very supportive. Um, You know, if you need anything, let us know. We're here for you. This is your experience. We just want to make it as great as possible. So,
0: yo, There are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SportsMecca, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. So when you were first there, continue on that subject. What was the biggest adjustment you had to make from Canada to Arizona, especially since the only two you're only in two places, Disney World and <laughs> Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Um, so my first couple months here. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm a very I'm very independent. So I was I enjoyed living on my own. I'm like, this is fantastic. I love it. The first couple months were great. And then it started to get hard. Training started to get hard. That's when I started to get homesick. So I would say probably just the distance and being able to have to find comfort in different ways, rather than relying on your parents. Because I mean, when we're young, our parents play such a big role, Um, especially being athletes, they play such a big role in it. And you know, when they're in another country, it's not it's not as easy. So probably playing or finding different ways to comfort. And really just, you know, building a new life for myself, I think would probably be the most challenging.
0: How did you seek comfort and find comfort for yourself?
1: Definitely turned to my teammates. We had a really great team. The upperclassmen at the time were fantastic. Um, We had a really good culture. So I found a lot of comfort in turning to them when I needed something and just surrounding myself with people that made me feel good. Um, And maybe took my mind off of, you know, being so homesick and, so
0: yeah you've competed in the following events at arizona state you've competed in the all around the vault the bars the beam and the floor out of all those Mm -hmm. events which of those is the hardest for uh in your opinion to master and Mm -hmm. which one should you pick up on the easiest
1: the hardest to master To compete, I would say is beam. Um, I struggled with that probably the first half of the year of my freshman year. I struggled just to stay on the beam, honestly. Just let the nerves get to me, you know, get distracted up there, start thinking about, you know, the wrong things. So I would say probably just being able to find that focus um, and be able to block out kind of the noise um is probably the hardest event to master I think the one that came most easily to me was maybe vault I would say vault probably we'll go with vault floor is <laughs> the most fun to compete though because when the crowd gets into it when your team gets into it um it's a lot of fun it mm-hmm. makes for a really fun event
0: now I don't know if you know you've been asked this but it feels like when you're doing these events such as the floor the vault the beam and you said that the beam you were very nervous when you started and you tried to block out the noise for for some of those events all eyes are on you you're mm-hmm. in your own world trying to do your routine trying to do it well how long did it take you to realize obviously you know people are going to be looking at me but overcoming that mental barrier and, and realizing okay I gotta block this I gotta block the outside noise I gotta block everything around mm-hmm. me out and focus on on what I just got to do while everyone's watching
1: yeah it was a lot of confidence building I would say it probably I I think it was probably around half half a year half a year or halfway into the season was when i really started to figure it out again it was it was a lot of confidence building um i mean even today i still get nervous to go up on the beam i mean you're flipping on a 4 inch beam sometimes in front of 15,000 people like there are going to be nerves you're going to be nervous you're going to want to just kind of freak out but i've learned kind of how to deal with it um and ways that work for me yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um be honest with me did you ever have feelings of like before you started you were so nervous you wanted to throw up you had butterflies in your stomach
1: <laughs> butterflies for sure I don't think I've ever felt like I want to throw up, but I mean, honestly, before every routine, I get butterflies, but butterflies are good because, I mean, it means you care, right? You know, you know what you're doing is important, but you have to look at that as an opportunity. Look at having butterflies as a privilege
0: did it provide a good insight about before some of the events leading up to it. Now talk about maybe your emotions, your feeling mentally after, you know, if you were to mess up on a routine, not get a good of a score as Mm -hmm. as you would want. And you have all those people that are, like you said, sometimes you're in an area where there's 15,000 people watching you when you don't perform well or meet your own expectations in some of these events, what is that feeling afterwards? Like after you completed it?
1: I'm very hard on myself. So definitely feeling of disappointment, but that being said, I am part of a team and it's not just me. This team isn't just me. So if I have a bad routine, if I get a bad score, I have to tuck that away. The past is in the past. Um, I have, you know, the rest of the meat to do, um, and I have to do it for my team. I don't want to be the one to kind of drag the team down and dwell on it because that's just – that's not healthy for a team. So um, just putting it behind me, Um, moving on to the next event. Honestly, most of the time, it kind of – it gets me angry and it gets me like fired up for the next event, which I think is good Um, because I'm like, oh, like I have to be better. So I think sometimes I don't usually let it kind of snowball into the next events, which I I am pretty proud of. Um That is something that I've kind of I've worked on throughout the last couple years. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's something I'm kind of proud of.
0: <laughs> awesome. So throughout your years of competing the college level all the years when you're competing in in Canada is there a you know a misconception about gymnastics that you've heard or you will you'll notice that you would like to maybe be debunked from people that are you know watching it from an outside perspective that have never been in your shoes that have never been a gymnast
1: Probably that gymnastics is easy. I mean, every sport has their challenges. If you were to throw me into a basketball game right now, I I wouldn't know what to do. Every sport has their own thing, but gymnastics just requires... I feel like gymnastics is a sport that is kind of a combination of all sports. It requires strength, agility, flexibility power it's really everything and the amount of time and dedication that goes into it and i mean the focus as well you know gymnastics is super dangerous um it's not like oh i'm just i don't feel like paying attention this turn and then hopefully it works out like you have to pay attention every turn cuz injury injury in gymnastics can be scary so i would that's probably I don't really hear it too much anymore. Um, you know, especially being like in kind of the environment I am with a whole bunch of athletes. We all understand, you know, everybody goes through their own struggle. But um, I think probably in the past I've I've heard it a couple of times, just not really understanding the sport itself.
0: Absolutely. Well, that was really good insight. Thank you for that. So another thing I, you know, was thinking about is you know, you, you talked about your college career. You talked about making that step to college, growing up, obviously, in Canada. Take a step back and tell me, you know, how do you think this sport of gymnastics has just helped you, not only as an athlete, but helped you as as a person? And what is it, you know, taught you the most throughout all the years that you've competed so far?
1: I think it's really shaped me into who I am. I mean, to start off, time management and dedication. Um, In club, I was dedicating 25 hours a week, balancing school. I mean, even now it's 20 hours a week. Being able to balance school, um, extracurriculars, life, friends, boyfriends, you know, family. Like, it has all been a really big balancing act that I have yet to perfect. And I don't know if it's something that is meant to be perfected but i think leading into you know post sport it's definitely gonna gonna help me in a lot of areas of my life i would say it's definitely shaped my confidence as well i think especially women these days they don't they're not always given the opportunity to really show who they are Um, And be, you know, comfortable in their own shoes. And I feel like gymnastics has given me that opportunity to embrace who I am as a person and as an athlete, um, which I am really grateful for. Yeah, I think those are probably the two, the two main, I think, trying to think of anything else. I'm sure there, there is, but... (laughs)
0: you've experienced a lot throughout your college gymnastics career, just as a gymnast in general, you know, Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to come across so many different athletes, so many different gymnasts. You've been able to see, you know, your own journey go from where you started at four years old to where you are now. What would you tell the younger generation of gymnasts, especially, you know, the younger girls that want to make a name for themselves in the sport?
1: I would say to work hard and find passion in it. Whatever you do, um, you know, if you are doing a sport and you're not loving it, try something else. Don't just give up, but try something new. Hard work takes you a very long way. I feel like I can attest to that. And it's just so important to love what you do um, and be passionate about it.
0: Do you have, you know, a lot of social media plugs that you're willing to promote um, now that you're on this podcast? And is there a way for whether it's current gymnasts, college level gymnasts, younger mm. gymnasts that are trying to find advice, trying to maybe find a mentor, or you know, maybe they watch you on TV. What are some social media plugs that you have that people can reach out?
1: Yeah, um, I really only, um use instagram um so it's hannah sharf underscore i check my messages and my direct messages there pretty much all the time um i'm not really a, a tiktoker it's not my forte so just instagram i would say um yeah if somebody wants to reach out i will most likely see their message so
0: whether it's myself or my co host. Um we've never had a gymnast come on the podcast so you've been you are the first one and you know I take a lot of pride in that cuz you're the first one that's come on and I've get to really listen to your story and you've been able to talk about you know your journey your path you know we've had a lot of different college athletes of different sports come on um so it was a real good privilege and honor to speak with you this evening
1: Well thank you so much for for reaching out I really do appreciate it I love to come on um, and do podcasts and these type of things and, you know, get to answer questions and talk about my story too. So I really appreciate it.
0: Really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. And, you know, season's coming up. So, you know, I really yes. wish you good luck.
1: Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. I do.